Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com you're the mom the maid the keeper of the cookies you do it all and you look good doing it it's parenthood on a mother level here's your host denise hanitka hey everybody it's on a mother level i'm denise coming at you from home we're on the phone and i'll be honest with you this coronavirus thing has got me whacked, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. That's why Lauren Jackson's here. Hey, everybody. I'm sitting in my car. <laughs> Your audio is going to sound like a dream. Great. I'm sitting in, and it's really warm, too. I have the heater all to myself. No one talks to me. Ooh, look at you. There are I mean, too many people in my house right now. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Which is like the exact opposite of social distancing. I know, but a lot of people live at my house. <laughs> it's not necessarily like, <laughs> I just have a lot of roommates. <laughs> so I said I don't want to talk about coronavirus because I want this podcast to be a little bit of an escape for people because we've talked about it for the past two episodes. So um, let's just get it out of the way really quickly. What have your days been like so far in the past week since we started doing this work from home action? Well, I probably shouldn't say this since this is technically a work. Um, I've been working a lot. <laughs> um, I have got to sleep in extra because I don't have to equate for travel time, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, and, that's huge. Yeah, my job is definitely different, but I wouldn't say it's difficult. It's, it's, I'm just doing it in a different place, but I think that some people really, really are thriving during quarantine and during <laughs> some people they're really this was made for them and I'm one of those people I'm having a grand old time I totally acknowledge the people that are not having a grand old time um that really sucks and I'm so sorry but some people were made for this and I personally was made for this this is my Mount Everest but I'm having a good time so, so tell me why you believe that you're made for this like why are you particularly thriving right now um I don't typically care to be very close to a large group of people ever I don't like to be around a lot of people, so this is great. And it's just a good excuse to, like, blow off plans and do nothing, which is my favorite thing to do. Like, some okay. people like to get ready for the day and, like, look pretty and put on jeans and, like, go to the grocery store. I do not like those things. I like to be in sweatpants all day watching trashy TV. It's, obviously, I watch trash TV all the time, so this is just great. And um, I like hang- – like, I am a do-nothing kind of person. I'm a sloth kind of human. Um, a literal trash bag, quite frankly. <laughs> so so someone, someone, I feel like the other person who's thriving at this moment is the person who suffers from FOMO because there's literally no FOMO to be had. 
yeah, I don't have FOMO. When I see other people having fun without me, I'm like, good. Thank God. <laughs> like, no, no. people won't be bothering me. Yes, like nobody is going to be like, dang, that party wasn't fun because Lauren wasn't there. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I just, um, yeah, I think some people are really thriving, and I think some people are having a really hard time, and I just, I'm having a fine time. I don't mind any of, all of my problems have nothing to do with quarantine. They just have to do with my life. <laughs> So working from home for me um, overall has been pretty good. I enjoy, like, not having to be somewhere first thing in the morning. Like, I enjoy I that. Like, I think you're kind of a thriver person as well, though. You think so? Yeah, you're definitely a quarantine thriver. <laughs> the only way I'm not thriving is in the, like, let's control our food and drink part of life. Because yeah. I, I, I really need lack of access to food Dude, in order to be successful. <laughs> I I didn't know my body could eat this much food. <laughs> I'm worried, honestly. Um and my workout has not been good. But I'm I'm telling myself like it's totally okay. Right now I think it's everybody's gonna get a pass and it's fine. Um, See, I'm doing really well in my working out, which does no good because we all know that working out is like seven percent of the equation so i oh, wish i could get I like 93 percent of the equation under control and i'm do i'm doing fine but i did like get stressed tonight and eat some candy dude my roommate <laughs> made a freaking red velvet cake with cream cheese icing from scratch so if you think for a moment that your little piece of hershey's kiss is an issue <laughs> She also made a batch of cupcakes with the batter. So um, Yeah, at some point you need to remove this person from the premises. Yeah, well we just had to eat all the cake. Like that would be that was it. Like it I had to go. And it has gone and I think that's why I'm having a bad day today. I really miss it. It was always the perfect like <laughs> snack. Oh my gosh, here's why I'm having a bad day today, because I was walking up the stairs to the guest room to do this podcast and I stepped on my very long floor length robe. And spilled red wine all over my stairs. Oh, that is a really bad day. I just wonder what my life would be like if I never spilled wine again. It's uh, like a, I would say it's an every other week thing for me. Denise, that's a problem. That does not happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I feel like I did do something really embarrassing recently, but I don't remember what it was, which is not cool. Um, but you're doing embarrassing things a lot. <laughs> Constantly. It's constant. Um, okay. So are you ready to talk about The Bachelor? Um, okay. So, yeah, we need to cover The Bachelor. I've got like 10 other topics here on my computer ready for us. And 10? Is this like I'm going to do, yeah, no, we have a bunch. We have, yeah, we have a <laughs> bunch of topics. We're going to get okay. to them. And I, we are doing our best to steer clear of coronavirus. This is really important to me. It might come up, it might creep in. But overall, this is going to be a Rona-free podcast. Okay? All right. Everybody? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm ready. So okay. the first thing, and it, see, everything sort of revolves around the stupid coronavirus. Hannah, hold on. <laughs> oh, my God. The Sorry, coronavirus. I tried, I tried to fight that sneeze so hard. I know. That was, like, one of the main symptoms. Um, that um, that uh, needs to be <laughs> – that is funny. <laughs> I wish it would have happened so, like, on air. <laughs> So we have two people in quarantine together. They are Hannah Brown and Tyler C. Okay. And they're not just, like, in quarantine together. They're, like, 
doing TikToks and working out. And, I mean, these two are truly living their best quarantine life right now. They, that My question to fun. you, Lauren. I want, I, don't you wish you were quarantining at that house right now? Yes. Oh, my God. It literally takes me back to, like, college years when you yeah, were just hanging really, out with, like, a bunch of your dude friends and you were the only girl and you were kind of cute while you were at it and, like, everyone was just enjoying your company very much. Yeah, and every guy had a crush on you in the room. Oh, those were such great days. Well, and, um, but the house, like, looks dirty. It reminds me of a frat house. You think house. so? Um, yeah, it's definitely, like, a guy's house for sure. So is it Tyler C's house? I think so, yeah. Okay. Well, well anyway, okay. who? I mean, so there's clearly something going on there. You don't quarantine with, like, random girl you dated on a reality show. No, definitely <laughs> not. Well, because, yeah. Well, here's the thing. is that She came down for his mom passing away, and then, you know, she was there. She was spending time with him. And then that's when stuff, like, really started to pop off. And, like, you know, obviously, like, they social they started, like, quarantining pretty early on. You know what I mean? Yes, like, I it like was kind of early on. Um, But I think that since they were there before this whole, like, quarantine thing happened, like, Hannah could have left. She very easily could have been like, okay, we all need to quarantine. Like, let me fly back home really quick. She didn't have to stay. I think she was having a good time when she came to visit him for his mother. I think that they, like, definitely – like, she has overstayed longer than a friend would stay because she had the perfect opportunity to leave. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. And doesn't she live alone? Like, I, I'm pretty sure she lives alone in a nice little place. So why can't you tell me, like, you're telling me Hannah Brown can't get on a private plane and fly home? To not oh, she doesn't, have, she doesn't have a PJ life. No, but I think that like she could definitely get one for like a one-time use. <laughs> you don't think Hannah Brown can want? She knows Pilot Pete, dear God. <laughs> oh, they're, well, that's true. But they're not flying anywhere because Homeboy is too busy flying to Chicago to see Kelly. Yeah, freaking fifth runner-up Kelly. Do you think he rides as a passenger, or do you think he like flew himself there? I I don't know. Isn't that like a weird thought? <laughs> like that is a yourself. weird thought because he because he flies for Delta, right? So he flies like regular commercial, right? So, like, would he ever? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, would he ever just fly himself there? Like, no. Maybe, maybe well, I don't know what it is with like the Bachelor related celebs. I feel like they're the ones who are out and proud right now clearly dismissing the rules of social distancing and other such behaviors. But it's only people who were on The Bachelor. I don't understand why this group yeah. of people decides, like, they create the rules. Because they're all young and, like, they see one person doing it. Do you think that Peter, like, went and met up with Kelly to kind of get back at, like, all this Hannah and what's it called drama? Hannah no, I just think he has no impulse control. Like, I don't think he briefly stops and thinks, like, is this a good idea? I think he's just like, great, some girl would like to hang out with me. That'd be dynamite. <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm feeling kind of sad about some stuff. Like, great. Like, I, I just think we saw him do that on television through, what, 12 episodes? We saw him be like, yeah, no, she's cool. I'll hang out with her. <laughs> he is a very sad kind of human, isn't he? Yes. Like, I think he's like... I think he's, I think sad is a great word because I don't think he's like maliciously attention seeking. I think he's just sort of like needs to do what he needs to do to feel good in the moment or something. Yeah, he's 
he lacks impulse control. He's very yeah. um, super, what's it called? He, like, acts with emotions and not logic. He's, like, very, yeah. lo- like, unlogical. Yeah. Which so I, I did not no. judge Peter for going to see Kelly because, like, I sort of expected that from him. The person I judged was Kelly. Like, haven't we seen enough of, like, who Peter is? Like, you have no one better to hang out with than this doofus? Really? No. Here's the thing. Here's here's the tea for me. I think that Kelly was like, I don't know, like, okay, we're all – all women have done this before where they kind of go back to a guy that maybe wasn't the best, treated them kind of crappy or like wasn't the nicest, but we've all kind of gone back and maybe just seen like, what's up? You know what I mean? Like we've all, everyone loves it when their ex texts them that they miss them unless that's like a harassing scary ex. But for the most part, like everybody loves it when, you know, the person that was mean to them is now groveling and saying, sorry, you know what I mean? Okay. All right. I'll give her that. So for lack of a better word, you know, Peter was mean to Kelly, whatever, and here she is kind of, like, feeling out the situation of, like, okay, do I, like, did he really miss me, like, after all this time kind of thing? Like, we all do that, whatever. Every girl, so I'm not... Well, and not I'm to not mention gonna... we know Babs is on board. Yes, yes. Um, and not, like, and it would just, like, it would elevate her in the media even further, which, like, I don't know if that's what she wants. I don't think that she doesn't strike me as that kind of girl. No, I but hope not. anybody who goes on The Bachelor definitely is like fine with being in the media like they have to be you know what i mean right so um here's where i falter you have an entire universe like fanning over you telling you that you are a badass like you just inspired some little 13 year old girls for sure to not let a man treat them that way like kelly handled it good we were all like yes kelly you did great right okay the whole world is seeing you as like the bachelor, like, underdog, like, the best one, you know? Like, a lot of people really like Kelly. And that's not enough for you to be like, I'm going to keep this really cool street cred and, like, this really cool clout to not go back to Peter Weber. You have, <laughs> like, it was, you know what I'm saying? You like, say Peter Weber like it's disgusting to even discuss him by name. It is. And Weber. Peter Weber. Is Weber your favorite <laughs> last name? Let's be real. Like, I don't know why. No. It's like a gross word. So I'm super sorry that we had that last name, but it is a weird name, like Weber. Like, I don't know. Weber. Weber. Not that mine's great. Obviously, we don't get to choose, but Peter stinks. So I'm just like, you, are you telling me, like, that's like Beyonce, like the queen, like has this great clout. Everybody loves her. Like nobody has anything bad to say about Beyonce. And she just goes and like does something stupid against what everybody thinks about her, like makes like a horrible comment. You know what I mean? Like, why? Why would you do that, Kelly? You had the perfect clout. Everybody in the media, like, thought you were a badass. Yep. And now you just look like every basic girl. Yep. Okay. I completely agree with this. And that's where I'm mad at her. Like, her I completely agree with this. status should have, like, been enough for her to be like, nope. I would why? think, like, some nice lawyer guys are coming out of the woodwork, don't you think? Yeah, some snacks that if Kelly doesn't want, she can pass right on here. I'm sitting in a black Instead, she wants to hang out with a bloated, sweaty, impulsive pilot. Yeah, in a deserted city. What a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? And, like, could you guys just hang out in somebody's crib? Neither one of you can, like, get a nice, like, Airbnb if you don't have a place to stay in. Like, are we sure? You know what I mean? All right, next topic. Ready? Okay. How much online shopping have you been doing during this quarantine? 
Are you ready for it? Are you ready? Yeah. Not a dang thing. <gasps> you haven't bought anything? Not a thing. I'm seriously for the you. queen. I know. Right, I'm doing purchasing. really well. I bet I've you have been purchasing, but you're an online shopper and I'm not. You're not an online shopper like at all? Not at all. Wow. I I need the instant gratification of having it in person. See, and that's the problem because right now if you shop online with various local businesses, they literally deliver it within hours. I don't need to know that. Please don't tell me that. <laughs> Seriously. I'm that's sitting here. I'm me. sitting here and I have Nora from Red Thread texting me. My husband's on his way. He'll be there in 10. And I'm watching from my them. window as my yoga pants are delivered within an hour of me ordering them. <laughs> I love that she sent her husband. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I know. Like, that's great. Like, like great. I can't wait be. to see him. I'm delighted. And I didn't even have to answer the door. I just that's, waited till he left. Oh, that is <laughs> That is great. Wow. I'm going to talk to you. Like, I know. Oh, my God. Crap. Okay. So here's Did the headline that, that I'm interested in. What? Did you hear what I accidentally said the F word? Oh, did you really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here, let me mark down this time. 1640. <laughs> yeah, that's got to go. Yeah, 1640. Okay. My God. <laughs> Oopie. Yeah. That'd be, you can leave the part where I'm like, I accidentally said the F word. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we got that out. <laughs> okay, here's the headline. Who needs pants? How staying home is changing online shopping behavior. Lingerie searches are up 9% from last week. That's because okay. I told you I haven't been online shopping. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we have been tracking stay-at-home fashion searches as more cities go on lockdown. Our latest data reveals what's being worn. In the U.S., there are three schools of stay-at-home shoppers, sporty, slouchy and sexy which which work from homer are you are you sporty slouchy or sexy spice <laughs> you are a hundred percent sporty you think so yeah for sure i'm totally taking that as a compliment thank you you, you have definitely upped your athletic where every time i see you um you're like wearing some cute new athletic outfit like, okay. red threads yeah well it should you need like to buy me something already it's rude um, like I'm ready for you to get something that doesn't fit you, and you're going to give it to me. Um, what's it called? Um, what do you think I would be? Um, I feel like I'm a definitely... combination of slouchy and sexy spice, because I feel like you're wearing, like, slouchy, off-the-shoulder, like, effortless sweatshirt, but, like, if anyone caught a glimpse of you with your blonde hair, you'd be like, oh, this old thing? Um, <laughs> See, ah, yeah, I like want to. I definitely want to keep your sexy part because, like, that's so nice. But um, I am definitely not like a cute, slouchy girl. Like, I don't have cute jams. My pajamas are like, you know, suspicious stained t-shirt. Yeah, but like, you, you're always the person that's like, "What are we wearing to Costco?" I don't have any makeup on, but then your hair is perfectly curled, and I feel like <laughs> hair makes more of a difference than makeup. Because okay. I usually do the no makeup or a little bit of makeup with, with bun, and yeah, that is you, ultimately more scruffy than nice hair no makeup. But you show up in jeans more than I do. <laughs> You're a jean Yeah, because wearer. they're, like, nice, like, holes and, like, my baggy jeans. I know, and you have to do – but I just think it's unfair to any friend – this is a hot take – if you are going somewhere with a friend and you are wearing jeans and 
It is a place that leggings are acceptable, like Costco. You need to tell that friend. <laughs> you friend really think so? Know. See, I yeah. thought it was more important to, to disclose makeup. That is, uh, it, they're equal, makeup and jeans. Like, jeans Wow. know what the vibe is. You know what I that mean? That was a hot take. Yeah, I need to know if you buttoned a freaking button. <laughs> that means it shouldn't be told to me. Um, yeah, all my slouchy stuff, like, I'm such, like, a comfort, I don't know. Like, well, you said that Elizabeth, Elizabeth Wattis, that freak, hey, Liz, <laughs> sent you, um, <laughs> stuff. I'm mad at her. I, we were texting yesterday, and she didn't respond, actually. Ugh. Yeah, no, she's famous for the no response. She just she walks is. away. She's she's a text message abandoner. She really is. You have to get Liz in a phone call to have a conversation with that girl. <laughs> <laughs> you got to call her. Um, she used to avoid my calls when we lived together. <laughs> I would just come to her room like, hello, you fucked me. Um, living with Liz was hysterical. Anyway, um, you said that Liz asked you, like, what she wanted. She was looking for, like, comfy clothes. But she sent you a runway outfit. <laughs> like, no, yeah, she was sending me, like, like yeah, comfy clothes off the runway, like, stylish windbreakers and if anyone's yeah. sitting around their house in like an orange windbreaker like we've never been friends we would never associate with one another like no you're not in a windbreaker it was very um like an outfit you would need yeezys to wear which by the way homegirl does have yeezys yes she does but i'm telling but here's the thing if you're wearing a windbreaker and we're in the same house and like say we're trying to watch some programming and, and there, you're, you're just swooshing away in your windbreaker. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, we're done. Like, a, wind, a windbreaker is such a loud outfit, like, for multiple reasons. Like, every definition of loud, that is a windbreaker. I also don't like the, um, like, I love a turtleneck, and I know you do as well, but oh, I don't yeah. like the, um, I don't like the hood, the bunching, when I'm trying to, like, lay back on the couch, and then that hood is all, like, like, Oh, I I, and if it's a loose turtleneck, I like it because I like to pull it above my mouth. For some reason, I'm my most comfiest when somebody can only see my eyes. <laughs> okay, that's like, really weird. Yeah, I like to be all the way under the blanket, like just my eyes are showing. Yep, that's weird. Speaking of my eyes, I need help, please. Oh, with your lashes? Yes, I'm having yes. a problem. Yes, so you, you know need how help. I have, okay, so I have eyelash extensions, and they're super awesome. Um, and I realize that makes me sound vain, um, but I just really wanted them. I have really short eyelashes, and it was something I wanted my whole life. So I got them. Please don't judge me. And um, I have to get them done every, like, three weeks or two weeks, really, or they start falling off because our natural eyelashes um, shed and the last. You shed. literally can – you need them redone, like, every seven to ten days. It's two weeks on the dot. I have the same okay. appointment every two weeks. But, yeah, you're right. Like, ten days is a really good time. Yeah, by my, day 13, things are looking sparse, and you sparse know it. And rough. But it's always only, like, one eye. They're never equivalent. One eye is always, volum- like, voluptuous and beautiful, and the other eye, like, went through something. Like, well, isn't that know. because, like, you sleep on one of the eyes? Um, yeah, and I um, I have allergies this season, like, this time of year, so I've definitely been, like, rubbing my eyes more than I should, but I'm also trying not to touch my face, so it's a really problem. Um, it's really problematic. But anyway, so yeah, my left eye is always, it always looks like it got punched. Like it always just is having a hard time. The lashes, one of my lashes this time was like a windshield wiper. I woke up and it's on the right. I woke up and it's on the left. Like, I don't know what's happening with that one. It was, anyway, so these things like are impossible to get off. Um, 
because they're so sparse at this point. It's been almost three weeks that I've had them on. So I just want to take them off so I can start doing mascara. Um, because right now I just look crazy. You know, like I, I have like a handlebar mustache, but for eyelashes. Right, right. It's, it's like something is happening to me, but I can't get them off. Coconut oil doesn't work. Olive oil doesn't work. So if anybody knows, see, doesn't that make you so mad? Because like they fall off liberally, and then when you actually need to take them off, won't won't budge. Same Um, with like same with like shellac manicure. You know what I mean? Falls off, cracks at the at at any given turn, and then you try to peel it off and sandblast it off, and it won't come. It's like, well, then why was this so easy when I just nearly nudged my finger on a door crack? Yes. Um, I actually cried about it earlier today because I literally just, I look I don't even want to look in the mirror, my eyelashes look so bad. So nobody look at me. <laughs> I can tell this is over. Just don't look at me. Never mind that you're on television nightly. I know. I keep telling my photographers to, to stay far away. Like I'm like, good thing it's a six feet rule, like nobody can see them that well. I just love all the memes that are like you guys are about two weeks from seeing newscasters' real eyelashes. Like, y'all yes, are about three reached, days. We've reached we've reached critical stage zero. Yeah, y'all are about three days for me because I'm going to find a way to get these off. <laughs> it kills me. You can't pull them off though because that will pull out your real lash. Yeah. So it's very problematic. I know this sounds honestly ridiculous of me with like given everything that's going on in the world, but it is it's a problem. Like it, they hurt. I just like I want them off. Look, this is your truth. It's my truth. It is. Um, it's, it's, it's awful. It's horrible. This is the only part of quarantine that I'm not thriving in, but like okay. living off of junk food. Yep. That's my game. <laughs> uh, next topic. Okay. And I know you said you haven't seen this photo, but I encourage you to Google it. Okay. And you all in the listening audience. Oh, okay. Andrew Cuomo's nipples take our minds off coronavirus. Okay. So this is the governor of New York. He's wearing some sort of official state of New York white polo. And so people think based on the way his nipples look in this white polo that he must have some wild nipple piercings. Oh, Is it just me or is Cuomo's nipple totally pierced, read one tweet on Saturday, which turned into a Reddit thread that attempted to get to the bottom of the issue. There's definitely something going on under there, one user wrote, with another dubbing the possible piercings the single greatest discovery by humanity. If it is, I like him even more. Some cyber sleuths tried to find alternative theories, like maybe he tapes his nipples to prevent chafing, or that they're (laughs) unusually shaved. Those would both be problems. (laughs) So his actual spokesperson weighed in and said, of course not. I'm sorry, Internet. (laughs) Um, yeah, what if he's just chilly? Like, you know, he's, maybe he's going to come out and he's going to tell us about some disease that he has that, like, makes his nipples not only hard, but, like, saggy. And, and like There's just, like, a variety of bumps. That's yeah. what's confusing for people. Yeah, I don't think I personally would have ever noticed, though. Like, unless I didn't, I mean, now my phone has me typing in Andrew Como's nipples. But, <laughs> so I can't wait to see what the suggested things on my feet are. You know what I mean? Like, cool. There's just, like, like in this picture, there appear to be five bumps on one side. Ew. I don't like the word bumps in the thought of, like, his nipples. That's, that's I mean, he's smiling. He looks happy. 
it's very just an it's an unsettling um thought for me. Isn't it's weird it because weird? I feel like I feel like that's something. So my husband's always very nervous about his nipples like showing through shirts. <laughs> I, so should I make some jokes next time I see him that like? Oh, no, God. he'll be super upset like that. He he always wears like a really like nice fitted undershirt underneath. Like he's very serious about it. Why? Um, so I feel uh, like he would. I feel like he would notice this right away. What would you do? What does Turner care if your nipples are out? Well, they're. I mean, they never really are. <laughs> okay, this is, this is curious. <laughs> no, but like, okay, this is the lady equivalent of like when you're wearing a t-shirt and you can see your bra lines. Ugh, that happens. Like, to me don't, a lot. don't. It, but that's what I'm saying. But don't you always check? And you're like, all right, can I live with this or can I not? Yeah, like how bad is it? You know. <laughs> right, especially when you're on camera, you're like, all right, like. Is this doable or is this completely stressful? Literally happens every day for me. So, for example, oh, people are the worst. Some guy wrote on my Facebook. So I had a shirt on the other day that said, look for the helpers. You know, that famous Mr. Rogers quote? Yeah. And so some guy wrote, like, you know, you really should write that on the back of the shirt, not where they are. <laughs> like, yes, my oh. boobs are the helpers. That's what I was asking you to do is look for that. That's great. That's so gross. Yeah, just so stupid. I'm thinking that should have been printed on the back of your shirt, not in that particular place. On the front, three exclamation points, Richard. (laughs) What? Okay, Richard. (laughs) Thanks for watching. (laughs) Did you notice um, that people on the Internet are getting spicier the longer this day goes on? Yes, those people are getting feisty. The feisty people are examples of non thrivers. <laughs> <laughs> They're not doing well. like you would never catch me snarking at someone on social media as I am thriving. Yeah, yes, um, as I roast these people on my on the podcast. Um, <laughs> here's the thing for me: social media is a really bad time right now. I do not think it's a good time, even with all the positivity that's being spread. It's it uh, something about it. It's like I almost want to isolate myself even further because I'm I don't like the shame on social media. I don't like people shaming people for going to the grocery store. I don't like people shaming people that maybe didn't so uh, social isolate early enough. Um, I don't like this like god complex that people who have yeah. been in quarantine for three weeks have. You know, like just because maybe somebody took a while to get there, I just don't think that that like. I, it's it's frustrating for me, you know. Like I don't think that people should feel guilty for going to the grocery store if they're not sick. But like I think people obviously should feel guilty for doing other things, like if they're actively ignoring it. But I like to believe that most of America is not actively ignoring this. They just, you know, like have to go get something done in that moment. You know well, what I mean? Let's let's just think about this logically here, though. This is what we do. Social media loves. The cancel culture, social media loves to, like, find a villain and, like, nail him to the ground. So this is basically, like, there's a villain in your own backyard always. And this is, like, our only form of communication. Yeah, well, somebody said, like, I saw a tweet that said um, whenever President Trump extended it to April 30th, somebody said, like, this is what you guys get for not staying home. And it's just like don't I, I I don't know I just don't like that shame I don't like that like that like blaming other people kind of kind of mentality you know what I mean 
like I know that most people are just trying to be real and they're just trying to explain to like make sure that this happens. Like I know it's with a good purpose. Yeah. But to me, it's doing more harm than good. Like it's just creating. Yeah, it's certainly not helping. No, and I I don't want to get on like, and they're not even like it's not applying to me. Like none of the things that they're talking about applies to me. Like I'm in the media, I'm very aware of what I need to do very early on. You know what I mean? Correct. Correct. I just like I it makes me feel bad for like other people because it makes me wonder like when I'm out on a story like obviously I don't have a job where I'm allowed to sit at home and do like and like stay home you know my job like I have to still go out there and like get a story so it makes me wonder when people see me out there like do they think that I'm not like me driving in my car like do they think that I'm not listening you know okay so you and I were both out of town when things got really crazy so you were in New Orleans, yes. and I was in Las Vegas, and uh-huh. we were gone the exact same days, and so it was like a Thursday to a Monday we both came back, Yeah, and everything really hit the fan. Basically, what would you say? Like on that Sunday down in New Orleans? Yeah, that Sunday definitely is when things like really hit the fan. Um, I was definitely glad to be going back on Monday, but I was also glad that I went still, yeah, but like it. I was having a hard time with social media even then. Like I just was kind of like, oh my gosh, like things are. So well, crazy. and that, and that's why I brought it up because I remember we talked and we. It must have been that Sunday that we were both like, oh shoot, like I don't want people to know that I've been out of town because this is kind of a bad look. Even though when we left, the situation was completely different. Yeah, like when we left, I had never heard the word social distancing. I didn't no. know that quarantine was a thing. You know, like, we knew none of that. We knew nothing. We knew that coronavirus existed, but we did, it, we, it had not infiltrated, like, into the U.S. like it did while we were gone. I mean, things were seriously, like, turned the page. So tell me, we um, tell me, like, what was, the, what was the most visible sign that things were changing for you? In New Orleans? When you were down or, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, when they, we were on Bourbon Street, and we were just grabbing um some food and it was me and my college friends we go on a trip every year and one of my friends said like Lauren look and I turned around and I looked and there was a police car driving down Bourbon Street telling people to go home and they did that every 30 minutes because we were getting our food so like we were waiting on our meal to come so we couldn't necessarily like get up and leave yet like we weren't partying it was earlier and it was a Sunday night so the street was just dead um and it was a little like earlier in the evening you know um, and they did that every 30 minutes and just like watching a police car, like herd cats, like on Bourbon Street was, was wild. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was just kind of like, okay, like apparently it had happened on Saturday night, but I wasn't there on Saturday night. We had gone to, um, Frenchman Street, which is for like local bars and kind of a little more of like the local scene, you know? So we decided to do that instead of Bourbon Street, which is more of the tourist street. We had done Bourbon Street the night before. Um, so I missed it the first time. So to see it happen on Sunday, I was just kind of like, wow. Um, and, and people had made comments all weekend. Like there were still a bunch of people in New Orleans, but people had made comments all weekend that, um, like Uber drivers and restaurant owners and stuff said that, you know, like New Orleans was dead compared to what it normally is, but it didn't seem dead to me, but it was, it's yeah. wild to think about like, do you feel like Vegas like was dead? So, no, it was not dead by any means, but there was a sudden shift in mood. 
And it was like flipping a switch because Saturday night we went out to a piano bar and everything was jamming, just like Vegas is open for business. People kept asking me, you know, back home saying, like, is it is it weird in Vegas right now? I'm like, no, Vegas is fine. And obviously I don't have the exact, you know, tourist numbers to compare, but as far as I could tell, Vegas was fully open for business. Yeah, I thought like New Orleans Sunday, was fully open too, but apparently it wasn't. Well, by Sunday afternoon, the I think it was like the governor of um, Nevada made an announcement that I can't remember what the – it must have been like they were going to uh, – whatever the announcement the governor made that day, I wanted, like it wasn't like the fully the shelter in place or anything like that. It was like whatever that preliminary announcement was, Stay at home suddenly – the win and the encore announced they were going to be closing in the next week. And suddenly, like, something just shifted. And the next time we were down, so when you stay in the casinos, you know, there's um, there's slot machines all over the place. And then there's bars where there's, like, screens at your seat, you know, so you can play, like, ver- like slots or whatever at, on the screens or right, right, blackjack right. or whatever. So suddenly, like, all the chairs at those bars started disappearing. And the bartenders would all be, like, gathered around a TV screen because there's TVs everywhere, you know? Right. And so it's like, it's like there was this visual shift, and all of a sudden the chairs are going away. And I realize this sounds stupid, but it, it was just – it was so bizarre. At one point, I just looked over, and all the bartenders in our area were gathered around the same screen watching the governor talk. And then the chairs started disappearing. And, and we were like, where are all the chairs going? And one of the bartenders was like, we can't have more than 50 people in a room. So we have to take the chairs away so that there can't be 50 people in this room. And it was like, what? <laughs> like, it, all of a sudden, there were just piles of chairs everywhere. And you could tell the bartenders were getting a little nervous and they were watching the TVs a lot. And and it literally happened over a matter of hours. It was bizarre. It was yeah, bizarre. See, mine like mine was not that bad. Nothing closed in front of my face. Nothing like nobody was moving anything. Um, and like I had to go on my trip because like nothing bad had happened when it was time for me to leave for my trip. Um, if it had been any later, like I would have canceled it. But at the time, like me and my college friends, like we weren't going to get anything back. So we were just kind of like, okay, we're going to go, um, and we'll just you know, try to be mindful and careful. And we were, we were mindful and careful, but things like really got crazy when I got back. And, and so I was, I was glad that I was there the weekend I was there. Yeah. I don't feel like yeah. there was nothing that I wanted to do that I didn't get to do. Um, I don't feel like my trip was ruined, but it was crazy. I mean, we ended up going home on Sunday night. Like we didn't stay out on the street. Um, So we went home to like our Airbnb at like eight. And that was kind of weird to think about like a night that we thought we were going to go out in New Orleans that we were home. Yeah. For your big last night. Right, but we were we were all okay with it. Like we honestly needed a break. <laughs> um, yeah, because we were moving and grooving that entire trip. We did so many things. Yeah, you guys it was, did like the Gator Swamp. Oh yeah, the Louisiana windmill boat thing. I love New Orleans so much, and my college friends had not been, so I wanted to like share that experience with them. It's always fun to take people to places that you love a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, my college friends and I like. We, I just love like the history. Cajun food is my favorite food of all time. It's like a really? different kind of. Oh my god, I love it so much. It is my absolute favorite food in the world because it's southern, but it's spicy, and those are two of my favorite things. Um, 
and I love like seafood, so it's so good. So I was, I'm always thriving when I'm eating like that kind of food, and it just like I'm back in the south, but I'm not necessarily in Texas, so that's always fun for me. Um, and it's just like it's so beautiful there, and the history, and everybody's just having so fun, and like yeah, if you're into like spooky vibes, it's really cool, which like I am, I love. The, it's the, it's America's most haunted city and the most haunted place in the world is there or in the nation is there. Like that's so cool if you like scary stuff. You know what I mean? I just have no idea. I feel like yeah. you're kind of like being a little sassy Schroeder right now. Wow, she stole it from me. Okay, you think so? Yes, she really did. And like New Orleans has so much more than Bourbon Street. Bourbon Street was not really for me personally, um, but if you, it's got it's so awesome. It's so cool. I mean, do you like scary stuff? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I haven't, like, I don't know. I like it as much as the next person, but I don't, like, seek it out actively. Oh, well, okay. You're a loser. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you okay, can I switch topics really quick? Because this keeps making me laugh, and it's on my computer screen, and I just need to get it over with. Yeah, I mean, I'm rambling anyway. <laughs> okay, so um, on Monday's episode of Jeopardy, I don't know if you watched it. No, I definitely did not. Okay. So the final Jeopardy clue, maybe it wasn't final Jeopardy. Wait, let me see. Okay. The final, okay, I don't know what the exact clue was. But who is the trench coat wearing dog who urged viewers to take a bite out of crime? What's um, the answer? Clifford, the friend, no, no, no. <laughs> He's big and red. Definitely not Clifford. Isn't he like a little beagle or something? A Jack Russell Terrier? Was it Wishbone? (laughs) No. Do you remember Wishbone? No, McGruff the crime dog. Oh, gosh, I'm dumb. Okay. On Jeopardy. (laughs) The the contestant. It was was Final Jeopardy. The contestant guessed. (laughs) Ruff McGruffin. <laughs> That's funny. Ruff McGruffin. It's hard. Oh my god, he wrote Ruff McGruffin. That's hilarious. I honestly think that deserves half credit. I just think it's hilarious. I think it. I think that it costs half credit. Oh god, it was so much funnier in my head than it really does. You are so funny. Okay. <laughs> Eminem is talking about raising his daughter, Haley. Remember Haley? Yes. He's saying about her? Mm-hmm. Um, she's 24. She graduated college two years ago, and he says that raising her is his proudest accomplishment. Okay. I just feel like Eminem doesn't talk that much about, like, his daughter, and it's also, like, I'm a billion years old, if Eminem's daughter is 24. Wow, yeah, I feel like she's seven currently, you know, playing with her little friend Lainey. Isn't that one of the lyrics? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the nephew or the, the niece. Yeah. He said that he, um, that he raised his niece, Elena Mathers, and uh, she's now 26. Dang. He also adopted some other girl named Whitney, his ex-wife's daughter from another relationship. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, look at him. Dad mm-hmm. of the year. <laughs> it's just so funny because, like, I don't know, like I, like, I just keep expecting her to, like, show up on a reality show or something. 
Um, yeah, I really hope she doesn't, though. I hope that. No, her. I know. I, but, she definitely shouldn't, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like I mean, your dad I, is Eminem. Like, that's whack. Yeah, like, if you're not messed up, I'm shocked. <laughs> that's like, crazy. People are shocked up from parents that are not that famous. <laughs> hey, that's a cute picture of you and Abram on, on Instagram. And by you and Abram, I mean oh, Abram. Oh, <laughs> no, but, like, I was so proud of him for actually smiling nice. I can't get that kid to smile in a picture to save my life. I know, because he always, like, does this weird teeth thing. Oh, I love his little teeth thing, though. I just went to look up the picture again and typed in Abram in my Instagram bar. (laughs) I'm, like, meaning to look for you, and I looked for Abe. Are you going to post a shirt every day in one of your shirts? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, it is okay. How much um, swag are you getting here? What are you, (laughs) like, how many shirts do you have so far? Um, I have quite a few. I have, I think, three in waiting. Ooh. Can I make you a shirt? Would you wear that? What would it say? Um, I'm not quite sure yet. Something appropriate. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it would. It, I, it would be. Um, and something probably with my name on it, because I, like, want the shout-out. I'm definitely in it for the followers. <laughs> okay, you know who else is in it for the followers? Prince Harry and Megan, who oh, are now yeah. in Los Angeles. Okay. Did Megan care about Disney. Okay. When like when was she a Disney before you went from USA to becoming a princess or a duchess or whatever she is she a duchess? No, she's not a well, she had to give up that title. But she was a duchess and then you lost mm-hmm. your duchess title and now you're a Disney a Disney person? I'm just confused. Like when did we turn in this like subpar good <laughs> television actress to <laughs> like the queen? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. But so now, so they've stepped back from their royal duties, okay? Then they moved to Canada. Now they moved to L.A. And President Trump was like, we're not providing security for you people. And they're like, good, we don't want it anyway. I think you should want that security. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, we never really talked about how we feel about these two. Oh, I know. Because I'm so conflicted. I'm very conflicted also because I feel like I I can be I can be easily swayed. Me too. I'm super easily swayable. I think um I think Meghan Markle is literally beautiful, stylish. I, I think Yeah, I think she's gorgeous. Yeah, she looks great all the time, like super stylish. Um Prince Harry is And not much. like annoying skinny like stupid Kate. No. Well, Kate like Kate is stylish and pretty too. But she just seems like not a hair will be out placed on, like, out of, whatever, out of place on her head. Like, she almost, like, seems like her posture is too good. You know what I mean? But do you think, like, does she have, like, not a choice? I don't think she has any choice but to look I don't that know. Uh, we've never got that, like, option to see who if Kate is is really this, like, perfectly um, slouchless person, you know? But, like, Megan is just a little more realistic and a little more real, and I don't know if that's because Kate of who Kate is or because of, yeah, Kate not having a choice. Like, I'm not quite sure. Here's my thing. I really like Megan. I think she's pretty. You know, I think she dresses great. I have nothing really bad to say about her. Um, And it's super cool that she was, like, not going to let his family, like, dictate her life, that she was going to stand up for herself and her family, right? Okay. I think that's cool. But I'm also kind of torn because I'm like, you know, you – you joined an institution. 
you didn't just yes. that's not just like your in-laws like he was a part of the royal family like that that's seriously an institution um and it's like almost like did she come in and disrespect it like did did she not like did she hear what Harry was telling her about what her life was going to be and be like, yeah, I'm going to change that. Or like, yeah, fat chance, you know, or did she really try? See, and this is where I, this is where I'm swayed because I don't like, I think it's a very sexist viewpoint that Megan is the evil one who comes in and disrupts Harry's family life because Harry chose her as much as she chose him. And so you can't tell me that she was just like, no, Harry, like, I'll live here forever and be so happy with you here with your family. Like, I I feel like it had to have been more of a joint decision than that, right? Well, yeah, for sure. And I definitely think that Harry was showing signs of um, rebellion early on. You know, like, everybody has known that Harry is a playboy. Harry was always that younger, fun brother that knew he was never going to have to be in charge. Right. But he was always going to get the credit for being in the royal family and for being Princess Diana's son. You know what I mean? It's like he got all the reward without any of the work. And here's Prince William, like, taking this, like, older brother responsible role so I can go have a good time. It's great. You know what I mean? Yes, true. Like, nobody ever held Harry to some standard where he needed to be, like, able to rule a country, you know? Um, Like, everybody was fine with Prince Harry romping around Greece, like, drinking and sleeping with women, you know? Right, right. But now that he's, like, married and bringing in a wife, he he needs to be um, Mr. Rogers? Like, I'm confused. Like, why did we think Harry was going to change his personality either? You know, like, No, he wasn't expected, going to. He was no, not going nobody, to. Nobody expected anything from him in the royal family until he brought around Meghan. Now they expect all this stuff from him? I'm just confused. Like, you know what I mean? Nobody really seemed to, like treat him as an adult until Megan came around and then they expected him to like have picked better or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's kind of like, point. okay, well why? Like what is he, what, what is it hurting? So I, I, I think I ultimately side with Harry and Megan and I like want them to go off and, and live their own life and like have a good time, you know? Especially because this whole institution feels fairly outdated and pointless. Yes. Um, and I, like, of course it plays to my heartstrings whenever they talk about, like, the media, the British media is doing to to Megan what they did to Princess Diana. Oh, yeah. But I also love reading about what Princess Diana was up to. I'm like, who is Harry's dad? Like, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're getting into conspiracy theory territory. For sure. I love the conspiracy theories about the royal family. Like, yeah, I mean, for Megan, she's probably like, why am I letting this family that's kind of messed up, like, dictate my life? But, you know, she knew what she was getting into when she married into that family. You know what I mean? Right. Like, she knew somebody was going to paint her as the bad guy. I'm not saying don't marry your husband, but it's kind of like, did she give up too soon? But, of course, we don't know how bad it actually is or if it's bad at all. My only gripe against Megan has been from... Early on when they got engaged, and this her is, line, to me, huh? Her clothing line, do you remember that? Oh, those clothes were terrible. I know, but her engagement pictures were great. I'll never forget that. Um, yeah, when she was wearing that coat, white coat, yeah, she looked amazing. Oh, well, even, like, the blue dress, I, like the, it was, like, blue or something. I almost feel like sure? there was, like, some kind of feather in it. <laughs> uh, you know, no, I, okay, so... 
So to me, this is the this is the exact same thing as when Maddie Pruitt was trolling her own fake fan pages and said, "Beautiful date, Maddie. You are genuine and real." This is the Meghan Markle version of that. Ready for this? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So after they got engaged, she was like talking about how they met and how they were set up on some date or whatever, and she claimed that like. Her friend was like, oh, like, do you want to meet him? His name is Prince Harry. And she was like, oh, I've never heard of him. Like, don't know who he is. All I know, all I want to know is, is he kind? Okay. You're meaning to tell me that you are an actress in literal Hollywood and you want to know who Prince Harry is and if he's kind? And also, like, whose first question is, is he kind? Every exactly. That, that's person. someone who's lying. That's someone who's lying asks the question, is he kind? Yeah, because everybody's first question is, for sure, is he hot? Yeah. Um, so you think, like, that's why you don't like her? Well, that's where I'm just like, all right, it's okay if you're like, hey, my friend offered to set me up with Prince Harry, and I'm like, absolutely, let me meet him tomorrow. Thank you. We need to go shopping right now. Why couldn't she just say that? Why does she have to play dumb like, oh, a prince? Like an actual real prince wants to meet me? <laughs> like, no. The most she famous like, one? Like, that, like, are you kidding me? I've had my eye on that prince for years. Yes. Yes, I'll go on a date with him. When and where? I'll Actually, I'm ready now. Like, come on. You can't yeah, just say well, if, you really like to meet him and that he seemed cool. If you're the friend, too, don't you think, like, you're like, oh, my God, dude, I um, am going to hook you up and set you up on the date with Prince Harry. And I'm like, who's Prince Harry? And I'm like, okay, you know Kate Middleton? Yeah. His, her brother-in-law. And I'm like, oh, that one? Like, you can give me some defined – she's going to say that she didn't know Prince Harry, Prince William, or Kate Middleton? Hell, she is knew he, the three kids. Let's be real. Is he sweet? Is he a good person? Yeah, he's Does kind. he volunteer? Is she, yeah. I, I can't, I, and well, she's such a philanthropist too, so like maybe she was <laughs> talking about that, I'm sure. Like, who do you think, they're both, they're both philanthropists now, so like, who do you think like really uh, played into that? Like, who do you think was the leader on that pack? Oh, Harry, for sure. Yeah. I don't think like Megan's that. trying to be a philanthropist. <laughs> what do you think? Which is fine. Love? You don't have to like love charity work. I really don't think that's a, like a mandatory thing. I think some people like it more than others, and I don't think that makes you a bad person. No, I think this, I mean, I do think, like, she she can definitely donate to some charities, like, do some nice things, but, like, you don't have to, like, do these appearances and, like, promote it on your social media. Like, you can just give a couple hundy every now and then. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't think? Uh, yes. I, yeah, I don't, if you're, if you're more of a time person than a money person, great. If you're more of a money person than a time person, dynamite. I just think you need to do your part in whatever, which way that you feel compelled to. But I don't think you need to show up and be, like, miserable about it because you're like, oh, I have to go to this thing and I don't want to go to the thing. Are you a money person or a time person? Um, When it comes to, like, chores, I'm a money person. I would much rather pay someone to sew a button on my shirt than, like, stumble around with the needle for... 30 minutes. <laughs> I feel like, um, I don't know. What do you think I am? I think I'm a time person or I'm a, I'm I think, a money person. Really? Yeah. yeah I, feel like you, I feel like you do very like self-sufficient things for yourself. Like what? <laughs> like you would sew a button on. I can't sew. I would, I mean, I, I, okay. I guess a good example would be like, I 
I do my own eyebrows. No, that's not an example. Why not? I don't pay to get my eyebrows done. I just do them myself. That's self-sufficient. I'm talking about like... Do you do your own eyebrows? Because it's a skill, let me tell you. Yes, I do do my own eyebrows. And you don't feel like that's a skill? No, I don't. I feel like that's basic hygiene. What? Some people have to get their eyebrows done like every two or three weeks. No, like, like I'm talking about an equivalent of like a button. You know what I mean? Like sewing a button or like, oh, here's a great example. I prefer to just pay the $35 and go to the car wash and have them vacuum out my car. Yeah, me too. But I don't understand how that's different than plucking your own eyebrows. <laughs> I think it's the same. <laughs> yeah, I definitely prefer um, having them vacuum my car out for me. But if I'm going to pay more and somebody else is going to do it, I'm much more particular about what gets done than if I did it myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can be real, like, judgy about, like, a random near on the the dashboard i'm like really really 35 dollars? that's what it gets me does it yeah <laughs> or if my sense that they put in my car stinks i'm like oh great <laughs> <Cherry bar. laughs> i never right, say anything topic, ready yeah just to clarify i never say anything to the um to the oh no store. no i would never say but i do drive off in a judgy manner <laughs> yeah no, me, me too as i eat their free popcorn that i have the week. <laughs> And get grease all over my new wash car. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, last topic. Okay. In the shocker of the century, Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard say they're arguing with one another during this quarantine. Doesn't that make them so relatable? Dude, you have a personal beef with Kristen Bell. (laughs) She really bothers me. I don't understand why being open about the fact that you and your husband argue constantly makes you relatable. I feel like like that's problematic. And I say <laughs> um, this as somebody who argues plenty with their husband, like plenty. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I really don't have an opinion on Kristen Bell, but I really like Dax, Dax Shepard only because I think he's hot. Whoa. Hot? Yeah. Whoa. That is he, a hot take. Um, yeah, he's like a different kind of hot though. He's like fun guy at the party that's really funny and that's what makes him hot. But if he never spoke side of the road, he's not hot. (laughs) I I like how how someone who doesn't speak is automatically on the side of the road. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just saying like if I passed him in a bar or something like he wouldn't really turn. Well, he would turn my head because he's tall and I always check out tall guys. But then he wouldn't, like, do anything for me because I'd be like, oh, he's okay. Like, whatever. He's just not my type. But then when he talks and it becomes the life of the party and he becomes hysterical, I'm falling in love. I love a man that commands the room, let me tell you. And Dax Shepard for sure commands the room. I don't – I'm a big I'm a big smile person, and I feel like his smile is very strange. Oh, I, I guess – I feel like I'm calling him hot, and I don't even – I'm having a hard time thinking of what he looks like. <laughs> Okay, so listen to this stupid article. This is why these people make me mad. Katie Couric did an Instagram Live interview where they confessed they find each other revolting. Couric asked the pair if they'd been getting along well. Their response, we've been getting along good with the kids, and we're getting along good with adults we're friends with, but this has been stressful for mama and dada. Bell chimed in saying, we've been at each other's throats real bad. This is as physically close as we've been in a couple of days. 
America's sweetheart has some character defects, said Shepard, before stepping out of the frame and making loud noises in the background. A clearly frustrated Belle said he was doing that just to poke her. Kirk implores Belle and Shepard to get some alone time. Belle responds that her husband is too big. He's too big and too loud. He's everywhere. I think you people need to move on from this toxic relationship. Honestly, hearing you read that article was like watching um, like your friends fight, like get into a fight while y'all are all at like a party. Yep. And it's like the whole room is quiet because these people are just fighting and you're like uncomfortable about it. Like, or like, you know, when people are like, like a couple is like fighting under their breath, but they're trying to act fine in front of you. <laughs> yes. That's how uncomfortable that made me. Like my yes. body language changed. I was like, oh my yes. God. And I don't even hate them like you hate them. <laughs> it's not that I hate them. I just don't find like their constant arguing with one another to be relatable. I find it to be like concerning. Well, I never watched like any of the things that um, Kristen Bell was in. So I'm good. Okay. I never watched, like, Veronica Mars. Like, I've never been, like, a Kristen Bell gal, you know? I don't know. I think she just, like, tells people what to do all the time and tells people how to feel all the time on Instagram, and she's always doing it better and, like, with more compassion than you. But then, meanwhile, she's arguing with her husband every 10 seconds. They have, like, a very weird Which, life. me too. too. I get it, Kristen, but also, like, stop telling me how to live my life. Yeah, that's... That's that social media shame I was talking about. I'm not yes, for she it. is the queen of social media shame. She's always yeah. nicer and caring about other people more than you, and she's probably, like, more understanding of other people's circumstances than you. Like, ugh, enough. Uh, yeah, I just, like, I don't know. I, I just don't need that kind of content on my page. I don't need somebody making me feel guilty for, like, living my life. Exactly. But, see? But, it's like on the other end, I like still want to be educated, and if I'm doing something wrong, like I need to know. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm also like, oh, don't tell me how to okay, live but my tell life. Me, okay, but tell me in an orderly fashion, not like when I'm just trying to like scroll through Instagram while I'm on the potty. Yeah, it's Kristen Bell is the girl that would be behind you at the grocery store and would make you feel bad for not donating one dollar to like blind deaf dogs. <laughs> okay, I, I I have a very strong feeling about about those asks. From the cashiers. Yeah, I hate them. I really hate them. Here's here's why. The causes that they bring up are never a specific cause. They're always <laughs> just like, would you like to donate $2 for the children? Okay, that's not an organization. If you tell me this is for junior achievement in the Quad Cities, as happened to me the other day at Jersey Mike's, I said, yeah. You told me it's for junior achievement in the Quad Cities? Excellent. But I hate when it's like, for the veterans and for the children. And I'm like, that can't be the same organization. <laughs> well, they really go hand in hand. <laughs> like, it really bothers me when I feel like they just try to, like, say words that sound like, don't you want to vet donate to the deaf dogs? Like, yeah, I don't know. No, I hate that. I, I, don't, I don't like it, and I don't like feeling shame for being like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, I, um, if there's somebody behind me, I will donate because I feel <laughs> if I don't. And then I feel like maybe I'm starting a train. Like maybe they'll feel bad if they don't donate because they heard that I donated. Um, 
But if no one's watching me and it's not a cause that I care about, I won't donate. But unfortunately, I donate more times than I don't donate. I guess that's not unfortunately, but I feel I get pressured a lot at the grocery store. <laughs> See, don't the thing is, Lauren, is that true character is what you do when people aren't looking. Well, I thought it was already established that I, I had flaky character. <laughs> <laughs> like not I've been downright... on shaky ground in the character department. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's a question mark. It's still up in the air. It's definitely not 100% bad character, but I wouldn't. Would you call me, like, the best character person ever? Oh, absolutely not. Thank you. I think that is a compliment. <laughs> I don't want anybody that is, like, I am an upstanding human all the time. I need somebody that is, like, dude, I think I did something really kind of screwed up. And I'm like, great, what was it? Yep, that's screwed up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't you? Like, no, I, I need somebody that makes me not feel guilty for, like, being yeah. sometimes a bad person. Yeah. It's okay to be a bad person, and it's okay to be a bad person during coronavirus a little bit, in my opinion. Like, if there's not a lot that can make you happy, none of us can go to TJ Maxx. I, honestly, no one has talked about this yet, but there's going to be a candle shortage. Like, I, <laughs> I'm i running out of candles, and I'm going to order a No one's talked about this yet. <laughs> it's a problem. Like, what are we all going to do? If candles start selling out, I'm gone. Like, I, I will be unwell. Well, um, I will say that I have been burning candles, like, all day. When's exactly. the last time you burnt a candle for, like, 8 to 12 hours? Well, every Saturday, but... Um, but you know yeah. what I'm saying. No, that's what I'm talking about. So then, in, like, a couple weeks, we're all going to be out of our candles, even our backup candles, because we all have backup candles. The one that's, like, from Christmas, and it smells at like Christmas, so you don't want to burn it right now, but you need to burn <laughs> something. You don't have oh, my God. This is, like, the most relatable conversation. See, Kristen Bell, this is relatable. Yeah. Well, when she hears this, she'll take note. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I'm going to run out of my backup candle, and then we're all going to go online, and we're going to try to order candles, but nobody wants to spend $40 on a candle. So, we're going to go to, like, you know, Target and TJ Maxx if they would, like, maybe open up, like, the Home Goods website again. So, we're all going to go to, like, maybe, like, a local store to get, like, a nice candle uh, and then those are going to run out. And then we're going to have to buy, like, Casey Musgrave's freaking $50 slow burn candle. Have you heard about that? No. Casey, Casey Musgrave's Musgrave has her own line of slow burn candles? Yes. Well, it's one candle. Um, and I really want it. But I can't spend $50 on a candle that I don't know what it smells like. Okay. Casey <laughs> All right. So, like, why is she doing this? Um, One of her songs was called Slow Burn. Wow. She... Um, is not like she should go on The Bachelor with that marketing opportunity. No, I know. Casey Musgrave smells as good as her new boy smells candle. Well, she's not one of my favorite artists, but um, her her candle line is called Boy Smells. Oh, okay. I love Boy Smells, honestly. Slow Burn is an unexpected but heavenly mix that includes black pepper, raspberry, and things you didn't know you liked, like Tonka, Elmi. Blank. Yeah, like, <laughs> are you convinced to spend $50 on that? Because I'm not convinced. Like, I need some more convincing at this point, don't you? Slow burn. See, I don't think it's an actual slow burn candle. I think it's just called slow burn. Even freaking worse. Um, So Casey Musgraves is not, like, my favorite artist in the world, but I, um, she's a style icon. I love how she dresses. Really? Okay, yeah, it's only has $40 her... on boysmells.com. 
Well, first off, I said it was 50, so I was not that far off. And I bet after shipping it. Pre-order now, it restocks April 20th. They've already gone through a whole shipment. Just proving my point, the candles are shortening. The <laughs> supply is lessening. Um, Glowing and dark, incense, black pepper, and guac wood take center stage with whiffs of ember in the distance. Ew. A little dank, a little crisp. Accords with the smoke of papyrus and amber at an earthy expensiveness. Commanding, but not in a hurry. Like well, a she just has a like a... At a bar down the street expressed through hints of elemy and tonka bean. The sentiment of slow burn is about pausing along the way to relax and enjoy exactly where you are right now. Her... Overall vibe is like disco cowgirl, and that's also my vibe. So I just like really like her. Um, okay, she has more scents. Cedar stack. Oh wow! Well, what are we gonna? Well, Cinder Rose, Pinocchio, Phantom, and Kush. Kush, geez, Casey Musgraves, what are you up to? Um, this one smells like pot, suede, musk, tulip, and amber. That sounds horrible. Do you think that sounds good? I don't. I feel like she's just throwing in um, scents that aren't scents. Suede is not a scent, okay? So by <laughs> trying to describe that as a scent, just like oh, and um, she also has a line of underwears. Ooh, okay. Well, I would be more able to buy an underwear than I care to buy a forty dollars candle that but I like have weird bras. These are oh. weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, well, here and like boxers too. Oh, hmm. I like boxers. That's nice. Um. Hmm. Well, here's the deal. There's going to be a candle shortage. I'm really stressed about <laughs> where I will be able to buy my next candle. And um, I just like, yeah, I got to figure out how to get these lashes off, though. That is my number one concern. Lashes, candles, and why Meghan Markle thinks she's a Disney princess. Those are your three top concerns? Yes, I, I think so. Okay. How about you? My top no. concerns oh. right now are... Are Hannah Brown and Tyler C. Dating? That's got to go in there. Because I'm... I, I re- oh, and do I need to make a TikTok? Like, oof, that's, that's a thought. That's oh, don't even get me started on TikTok. Well, okay, my I, top concerns right now are, number one, the quarantine 15, not gaining 15 pounds during this moment. Yeah, I already did that, though, so pass it. Stop spilling wine, particularly on my staircase. That would be dynamite. <laughs> You have got to get that taken care of. I know. I don't know what to do about it, though. You can borrow my carpet cleaner. Um, actually, I do need to borrow that thing. Okay. Um, okay, so that's two. Number three is how we can get Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard to actually talk about their problems and either solve them or move forward. Okay, so hot take. Would you be happy <laughs> if they divorced? No, I'd feel sad about that. Okay, so you don't hate them that much. No, no. I just want them to to step it. Is there a couple in Hollywood that you would just like to divorce? No, no. Divorces make me really sad. Oh. Well, that's good that they're not, like, a normal in your life because, like, most people are so, like, immune to divorces, you know? No, they make me so upset. Is there a divorced couple that you want to get back together? Hmm. Because I have one. Let me think. I feel like the obvious choice is, like, Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt. 
Um, see, I, I think they're I think they're at a great point in their life when they would really like thrive together. I also do feel very sad that Ben Affleck says that divorcing Jennifer Garner was the worst decision of his life because I agree. I think it was. Yeah, he seems like he's made a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> I know, but like I'm like I'm sad that like now he's just figured out that that was a terrible idea. I wish yeah, he would have figured what? that out Jennifer long Garner. ago and like made a correction. She definitely likes that though. Like, see, like, like I said, every woman likes it when their man is out there saying, like, I messed up without her. Everyone's like, yeah, you did. <laughs> You're right. Correct. Um, okay, okay. So who's yours? Well, mine is definitely like you were listing A-list celebs, and mine are like F-list celebs. <laughs> okay, so like who? Um, well, they're Real Housewives. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, that's a totally different category. See, I don't think of them as celebs. I think of them as housewives. Bravo celebs. Well, do you – okay, so can you guess who it's going to be? Vicky and Dom. Um, no. <laughs> it's, it's Brooke. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, gosh, okay, let me think. Oh, Ramona and Mario, obviously. Yes, it is. It is Ramona and Mario. Oh, I well, they're quarantining together. I'm sure you've seen this. Who, what? They're quarantining together. I didn't know that. Oh, oh my God, Google it and – Ram, uh, Ramona's daughter Avery? has video, yeah, has video of of Ramona trying to clean the toilets while wearing one of her famous like negligees. <laughs> Ramona, <laughs> I mean, I obviously like know that Mario cheated on her, so he sucks. But I just like really ship them together. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. Who else do I like want? Oh, I really want Bethany's bald boyfriend to not be dead. That's such a bummer, Dennis. <laughs> Bethany's bald boyfriend. I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> um, that makes me sad for her. Yeah, I'm sad that she's not on the show just in general. Yeah, but other than that, pretty much all the housewife husbands suck, and I don't care if they get back together. You know who I would like to see break up, honestly and truly? Who? Jackson Brittany. Yeah, me too. Brittany needs it. She's too, like, she still has time for a new man. I feel like Brittany's a little smug right now. Like, like she reformed Jax when, in fact, that's all just, like, fraud. Um, You will feel much stronger about that when you watch this season of Vanderpump Rules. Okay. All right. I've got to get on that. See, that's the programming that I'm lacking right now. Yeah. Well, you're not missing anything. This season is absolutely horrible because it's all about Jax and Brittany, and I just don't care. Like, so, it's like eight episodes have been about their wedding, and I'm just like, God. Woof, I can't, yeah, I can't handle all that wedding talk. It's it's all that it is, and, like, people are mad at Ariana for doing nothing. <laughs> and then some new characters, and I hate when shows introduce new characters. Like, I don't care about these people. Yeah, no, I've never, it always takes me two seasons to warm up to, like, a new housewife. Yes, definitely. But I, like, understand why they're introducing these new characters because all the OG characters no longer work at Sir. <laughs> Except for Sheena. Doesn't she still legitimately work there? Yeah, Sheena still works there. And Jack. And Peter. Now, Peter still works there, but I don't think Peter is, like, a main cast member. And um, I never got to tell you about um, Vanderpump Gardens. Oh, was it beautiful? It was beautiful, and I thought the drinks were wonderful, and the food was unmatched. It was fantastic. I totally bought into the hype, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, I don't care. I think that Lisa Vanderpump is great. 
So um, Turner was killing me because I sent him a picture of me at Vanderpump Gardens, and I was just wearing, like, a little T-shirt. And his response was, his response was, I would say you're a little underdressed. What if Lisa walks in? I love that. My favorite thing about Turner is that he acts like he doesn't watch Bravo shows with us, but then he will, like, you know, mention in passing, like, did you hear what Tom Sandoval just said? Or, like, Lauren, Mm -hmm. Lauren, like, do you remember when, you know, Lala said this? And I'm like, Turner, how do you know who that is? (laughs) I know. I know. So I like that he's a closet fan. I think it's funny. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and the other day, so we watched, like, a full day of Vanderpump Rules programming the other day. And I kind of fell asleep and took a little nap. And then I woke up and him and Pongo were hanging out. And he was like, mm-hmm. Pongo's being a terrorist. And I'm like, all right, we've got to turn this off. <laughs> you know how, like, whenever, like, whenever somebody gets super drunk, they always call him a terrorist. And he's like, yeah. oh, Pongo's a terrorist. I'm like, all right, that's enough VPR programming for you. <laughs> I know. Do you know how I used to call Millie a terrorist? I literally said that she's like Al-Qaeda. She's the worst. Um, that's literally my pet. She is. I think if you shaved her, you would find some, some numbers matching up. Let me just say that. I love her, though, but she is scary. Um, what's funny is, is Turner doing that because I have a show, a different show that one of my friends, his boyfriend does that about. So my friend in Texas, who I went to college with, she was my first friend in college, I remember when her boyfriend started watching The Sopranos for a random reason. He was like, you know what? I'm going to see what this show is about, right? And he just started talking to all of us like we were mobsters and in the mafia and all this stuff. Like, he just started talking like he was Tony Soprano. And I remember that happening in college, and it was really funny, right? Well, well, the other day, my roommate says to me, she's like, I'm going to start The Sopranos. And I told her that story, and it made me laugh so hard that I texted my friend back in Texas whose boyfriend it was. And she said, do I remember that? He's doing it again right now. He's rewatching it right now, and I've been Carmella for a month. Oh my God. So it's just like funny because he's doing it again, and he like calls her a character name. <laughs> he like she like won't call her by her first name. That's really freaking funny. She's like, yeah, oh, he's... great, the Carmela stage. <laughs> right. She's like, I literally was like, dude, do you remember like when he did this? And she was like, do I remember? It's currently happening again. <laughs> <laughs> and she, oh, God, that's great. I know she doesn't think it's as funny as I think it is. But could you imagine? I think it's her? pretty awesome. Yeah, like, what if Turner just started walking around with, like, an Italian mobster accent all the time? Like, would you not just think that's hysterical? Um, I, I kind of wish you would a little bit. Oh, okay. We know what does it for you. <laughs> Look, these are lonely times. Yeah, right? He's the only person I have to hang out with. If he can pretend to be somebody else for a little while, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to be all Kristen Bell about it. Seriously, I wonder if um, role-playing has, like, increased. <laughs> like, every day, that would be funny. Every day we're all going to try to be, like, a different person. Like, I'm going to just, like, wake up tomorrow and have a different name, and I'm going to be a different girl. Who would you be? Who would I be? I don't know. Like, just an alter ego. You just can, like, wake up and be somebody else that day. Like, you're going to, like, the first name that comes to your head, that's your name tomorrow. Like, what is it? First, go quick. Dorinda. Dorinda Medley. <laughs> <laughs> I cooked. I cleaned. I made it nice. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, you have to be tomorrow. You're Dorinda Medley. Have a good time. Can't wait to talk to you. Can we go to the Berkshires? Yeah, Absolutely.
that like name is hard to say. Berkshires. 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 Yeah, like. Berkshires. You know what I mean? Like, what is it really called? Because I don't think I fully understand. The Berkshires. All right. Well, it's, but I, I almost wanted to say the Brookshires. No, that's wrong. Yes, I know it's wrong, but it's tempting to say. All right. Do you think this podcast is droning on? Yeah, for sure. I do. Okay. Do you think it was funny? I feel like this is really going to help people just really disconnect from their lives and just really join this conversation. Uh, well, it's generally just how a conversation on the hour of us sitting on the phone would really go. So yeah, I agree. <laughs> but I think it, I think it's entertaining. I hope so. I'm entertained. All right. Every time well, I'll listen to it back. Listen. We'll see. Okay. So All right. Let me know. Lauren Jackson, you're a star. Live from my car because there's too many people in my house. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. go in there and eat more cupcakes with frosting. No. I told you the cake is gone. All we have now is the tub of frosting, and I promise you I will be having a spoonful in 10 minutes. All right. <laughs> I'll send you a that, pick. you are released. Great. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the WQAD Podcast Network.